Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps, the pass intercepted. Lincoln Cure has it, and there's nobody around. It's going to be a pick six for the sophomore Cure. 10 5 touchdown, Goodland. To the pros. Step back three for Key. Bang! He got it! What a shot! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Plumlee caught Harvey out of the backfield. Does he have enough speed? He does. Touchdown, R.J. Harvey. Johnson keeps it, delayed, and then accelerates. All the way to the end zone. Nate Johnson, change of pace, and it's a fast pace. And the Utahs take advantage of that penalty and have their lead, a 27-yard sprint. Second down and nine, they'll pitch it. Now they'll throw it back to Sims. Sims can't grab it, and he does finally delivers. It's a touchdown! Wow! Alex Bullock, wide open. Nebraska makes chicken salad. Please snap, good hold. Happy Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, simulcasting AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State, online, nwksradio.net, and the Rocking M app. How much heartbreak can one fan base take? I tell you, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this program are chuckling and, and uh, enjoying the suffering of Nebraska fans who once again... Lose last night, 13-10 on a last-second field goal from Minnesota after leading late and blowing up the lead and lose another close game. Nebraska 2-14 since 2001, sorry, since 2021, excuse me, in one-score games. I mean, just heartbreak for Husker Nation last night as they lose to Minnesota, but it was a Overall, a, a bright evening because college football is officially back. Uh, Florida got trounced by by Utah, uh, which I figured that Utah would win, and I thought they would win comfortably. I don't want to say a total blowout, and it wasn't a total blowout, and they did win comfortably, but it looked like pure domination by Utah. And if you're a Florida fan, which another proud collegiate football program You've got to feel, uh, you just you've got to have a little bit more uh, patience with Billy Napier, the head coach there for Florida. He's got a great recruiting class coming. I think it's number one in the nation for next year. Uh, you got to have some more patience with him. I think it's gonna it could be a long year for Florida and Utah. If you're a Utah Ute fan, which I doubt we have many of those around, but uh, you got to feel pretty good about your club because that looks like a team that could be contending not only for a Pac-12 title spot in the final year of the Pac-12 as we know it. And not only that, maybe a college football playoff spot. And last year, they probably could have been in the college football playoff if they hadn't lost to Florida in the first game of the year. They lost down in the swamp. They win last night uh, pretty easily there, 24-11. The late touchdown and two-point conversion from Florida made it, a, made it at least a 
you know, it, it, the score looked respectable instead of what would have been a twenty-four to three ball game. And that's what the backup quarterback in for Utah too, because usual starter Cam Rising still coming back from a knee injury. So uh, you know that was that was a, a showcase there by Utah. I think showing the world that they 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 need to be on alert that Utah could be going for uh, a playoff spot this year. And then one more thought on college football before we get to a before we move on into the show and get to the front page. We got plenty to get to today. We got Connor Nickel is going to join the show. We'll be talking high school football uh, and also his new website, uh, Sunflower Sports Solutions, or better known as S3. We'll be talking about all that with him uh, coming up in the program. So make sure you stick around. Bottom there, Connor Nickel going to join the show. We'll look ahead to the high school football slate in the area tonight as the football season gets underway. That's super exciting. Uh, when plenty more, and we'll have plenty of a local sports to get to here in just a little bit, some results from yesterday. But uh, one more thing on that, UCF routed Kent State. Now, I don't want to say Kent State had a pretty good team. No, I was, that was Toledo, I think. Kent State was routed, uh, was routed by UCF 56-6. to I don't want to put a too lot, whole lot of stock in that, but UCF really can score the ball and put that on alert because, that, remember, that's now a Big 12 team. Kent State, you're going to face UCF. It's a Big 12 team. They're going to put up points, more than likely. Once again, I know it's Kent State, but I think UCF can score on a lot of teams in the country. doesn't matter who they are. So I, that was an interesting game. It was kind of the first game that really got going last night, and it was interesting to see them blow out Kent State because they can score a ton of points. Anyway, uh, just some thoughts on college football from last night. Once again, a heartbreaking loss for Nebraska, which, once again, how many of those can a fan base take? Uh, as Minnesota wins on a last-second field goal. And Utah looking like a cultural playoff team. And UCF looking like a Power 5-type team. They have the last few years. They look like it. We'll see if that exists going into uh, the Big 12 slate. It gets going here in a few weeks. Uh, anyway, let's move on to some local sports. Plenty of local sports to get to. Uh, from yesterday, we had some golf, uh, some cross-country, all kind of get going. Um but you look at the girls' golf side of things. Goodland Colby got their seasons going yesterday down in Hugoton. Solid showing by both the uh, Lady Eagles and the Cowgirls. Goodland shooting a 192 as a team. Colby a 193 to finish third and fourth, respectively. So Goodland finishing in third, Colby in fourth. That would be a pretty ways far behind the two teams that won it. Lakin shot a 101. Extremely impressive. And Scott City shot a 179, which I don't know if, if that score is actually accurate. I don't know if that is according to this website, but Scott City shot really well, better than Goodland and Colby. Uh, Colby's Anna Starbuck finished in second place with a 41. She was beat out by Danica Amrine of Hugoton by two strokes there. Uh, Logan Nolan had a top four finish, uh, shooting a 47. Goodland had three girls tie for fourth place with 47s. Bree Carmichael, Allison Cure, and Tori Jones all shot 47s yesterday, tied with Nolan and also Lakin's Allie Mead. Uh, Colby had a girl just outside the top 10 in Natalie Wodurski. Goodland had a girl tied at 11th place as well in Ella Wolf. So with 51 was the score for them. But I'd say overall, first solid opening round. For uh, the Goodland, sorry, for both Goodland and Colby girls golf teams who competed yesterday down in Hugoton. Uh, in cross country at Sugar Hills Golf Course in Goodland was where Goodland hosted the their cross country invite yesterday. Uh, Goodland Cowgirl team finished in fourth place. Uh, Colby did not have enough girls to score as a team, but Goodland finishing in fourth place. Norton winning it all pretty easily. 
uh, scoring 25 points. That was quite a bit better, well, 27 points better than second place for finishing Scott City. Uh, you had good showing by area runners, though, as Jason Gable finished in seventh place. Uh, Faith Hoover of Colby finished in sixth place. So you had Hoover finishing in sixth, the freshman from Colby. Jason Gable finished in seventh from Goodland. Uh, Dacia Allison finishing just behind her in eighth from Oakley. Those were two girls that finished inside the top ten. Cadence Cook of Oakley finished just outside the top ten at number 11. So solid showing from from Oakley with a couple of girls inside the top 15. Goodland and Colby, though, finished at one each finishing inside the top ten. Uh, on the boys' side of things, Holcomb winning the uh, winning the whole entire thing, score of 27, beating Scott City pretty handily by over 25 points uh, in that. Oakley would finish in fifth place. They were led by Carter Cryer. He finished in 12th place individually uh, to lead the Plainsman to a fifth-place finish. Colby would finish in seventh place. Their top runner uh, was... Oh, now i got to find my spot here. I lost it for a second. Their top runner was Wyatt, was uh, Hayden Lind- Litzenberger. He finished 22nd in the individual standings. Uh, Goodland, in case you're curious, their top runner uh, finished. Now I'm trying to find my spot here. Unfortunately, I've lost it for a second. I think they finished like, tw- I think I say he was finishing in the 20s. Of course, now I can't even see my freaking spot here. Here we go. I'll see if I can find it now. Sorry for this. I had it written down, but uh, apparently that's not working for me right now. I it, it was it was just outside the top fifty or in, inside the top forty, somewhere in there, uh, is where Goodland had one of their top finish, top boys runners finish yesterday at the Goodland Cross Country Meet. So it wasn't a top twenty five finish. And once again, Goodland boys don't have enough to score as a team this year, uh, at least at this point in time. So a few results from yesterday on the local sports side of things. It's a busy Saturday in cross country. Hayes TMP will have a cross country invite. Uh, Hoxie and Quinter are expected to run there. Uh, Wichita County and St. Francis going to Leota for their cross country invite here on Saturday. Uh, in volleyball, St. Francis, they split their two matches at the Cheyenne Wells Triangular. Uh, Lady Indians were swept by Delhi, Colorado, but won their second match two games to one. Uh, over Cheyenne Wells and Rollins County, I believe, went 0-2 at their home triangular against a couple of Nebraska schools. Uh, tonight, the Goodland Cowgirls looking to bounce back. They lost their season opener earlier this week uh, in St. Francis. They will welcome in Ray before the football game kicks off tonight. So uh, it'll be Goodland hosting Ray inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse, and that will be a toasty one because, once again, 99 degrees, the expected high today. And so look out for that. It's going to be a very, very hot day today. So look out for any time you're in a gym or even if you're outside the football field, it's going to be extremely, extremely hot. Uh, but Goodland hosting Ray this afternoon before the Cowboys kick off their season against the Ray, Cow, uh, Ray Eagles. And then Saturday, I want to plug this again, Colby Community College Volleyball at home hosting Cloud and what is their home opener. They've been on the road uh, two straight weekends. Uh, in Nebraska, in Wyoming, and then had their uh, conference opener on the road at Seward County, and now they are uh, at, now they're in their home opener against Cloud County. And also Saturday, you have Colby and tennis. Colby hosting a tennis invitational. Leave Goodland is expected to be going there. So a few local results from yesterday, as well as what to look ahead to for this weekend. Uh, we got about uh, five to ten minutes before we get to our first break, and. Uh, we'll take this time to quickly highlight um, what's going on in high school football tonight. Once again, the season opens up uh, for 
pretty much every area team. I do know that last night there was one game that was played. Um, Dighton and Decatur Community played last night in a Thursday night contest, and uh, Dighton won handily. Like, I think it was like 52-16 to 16 was the score. Uh, they, that game was over pretty quickly. Dighton showcasing, once again, why they're one of the best uh, teams in the uh, in 1A or in, in eight-man football, especially with that uh, two-handed attack that they have, a great quarterback and passing combination that they have there in Dighton. But going to, I was looking up, I wanted to pull up this one thing here before I forget, but looking at the schedule and the slate for tonight, in 11-man football, you've got Oakley at Hayes TMP, Colby will host Ulysses, and Goodland hosts Ray in the 11-man games. Our eight-man slate tonight includes Wallace County hosting Quinter, Hoxie hosting Trigo, and Rollins County playing host to St. Francis in the Yoke Bowl. And then in six-man, Shylin hosting Cheyenne Wells, Triplanes Brewster heads south to Deerfield, and Golden Plains will host Weskin. Uh, some of the game, some thoughts on some of the area games, real quickly. Once again, Wallace County Quinter. Could be a really good game. Quinter, a much-improved program the last couple of years, and Wallace County continues to get better with a young squad underneath a young head coach and Kyle Gefeller, a good friend of the program. So that game there should be a very entertaining contest. I think the Rollins County-St. Francis game could be a good one as well. Rollins County is losing you know, one of their best players off of last year's team but return a lot of other good guys. And St. Francis was a very young team last year that continues to get better and better each year. So that could be a pretty good game for the Yoke Bowl. St. Francis, or sorry, Rollins County's kind of owned that rivalry the last few years. We'll see if uh, St. Francis can uh, make a more competitive game, maybe even steal one on the road tonight up there in Atwood. Uh, Cheyenne Wells is, could be a very interesting six-man game. Cheyenne Wells is a very good six-man program, but we all know Cheyenne is a very good one as well with two of the better athletes in our area and Logan McCarty and Pablo Bermudez. So I look forward to seeing how that game shakes out. And then Golden Plains West can kind of a quiet, good game. We've visited with both coaches, and Travis Smith feels good about his very young team. He played a lot of, a lot of uh, younger underclassmen last season. They're more experienced this year. They should experience more success. Weskin kind of in the same boat. Uh, going to be a little bit more of a younger team, but still pretty talented. And then, according to some, maybe the best uh, six-man coach in Brett Clough uh, leading them. So Golden Plains, Weskin, I think, should be a very good game tonight. So a couple of really good eight-man games, a couple of really good uh, uh, six-man games as well in our region. Oakley Hayes TMP could be an interesting game. Um, we'll see. Oakley might be a year or two away from really being a really, really good program. While Hayes TMP has got some really, really good players right now, as they usually, as they pretty much always do have a couple of really solid players. But once again, Jeff Hennick, one of the better coaches in our area for sure. Colby hosting Ulysses and Goodland hosting Ray. I was going to look this up on the Massey rankings, which I find to be very fascinating. Um, the Massey rankings is a website where they do. Uh, lines for the high school football games. Not that you can bet on them, but they just kind of look at lines and what they expo- what they expect to see based upon the the two teams that are facing. Uh, starting with Colby, who once again hosting Ulysses tonight. According to the Massey rankings, they pre- they predict around a two touchdown win for Ulysses, thirty five twenty one. The score. Here's the thing. Can Colby get off the field defensively? Ulysses is going to run the ball. They, they really like to power it at you. Can Colby get off the field defensively? That's going to be a big thing. Can they get off the field? I think Colby's going to be able to score some points because of their ability to attack the field uh, vertically. 
I think they're going to be able to do that with their quarterback and a couple of their big wide receiver targets. Can they get off the field? Because Colby can probably score in a hurry, but Ulysses is going to probably methodically drive the ball down the field and just try to punch it in. So 35-21 might be a high-scoring event, might be a little bit too high-scoring in my opinion, but uh, we'll see. It's hard to tell what each team is because they haven't played an entire game. Yes, they've played some jamboree, which is what, 12 snaps of offense, 12 snaps of defense against uh, each school that went to their jamboree. But, yeah, I don't, it's, we'll, we'll see. But Colby Ulysses tonight, right now, according to the Massey rankings, expected to be a 35-21 win for Ulysses, a two-touchdown favorite for the Tigers. I don't, I don't know if Colby, I think that, that sounds about right to me, just the way it is. I do think the score, though, is a bit high. I would take the under of 56.5 if I had on the Massey rankings. Uh, that would be me in that matchup there. Uh, and then Goodland hosting Ray tonight. The Cowboys coming into this one. It's, I hope you tune into Goodland Game Day. We got some fascinating stats due to um, S3, Sunflower Sports Solutions, and our good friend Carnickle, who's going to join us next here on the show. But, you know, Goodland had one of the more putrid offenses in all of 3A last year. Can they find a way to get going this year offensively? That That's going to be a big key to me. Um, you would think that they'd have a little bit better success. Their line is back this year, mostly intact. They lost a couple of pieces, but mostly the line is back intact. Um, and can they get a push up front? Because the Cowboys run a run offense. And if they're going to have success, they're going to have to be able to run it. Even if they want to try to get to their best playmaker in Lincoln Cure more than likely this year, they're going to have to show some sort of ability to run the football. And so that's going to rely heavily on the offensive line and Manny Gonzalez, who's going to be making his first start at the tailback slash quarterback spot. So, and, and they're going to face a team that's, that's, that has a ton of confidence because this is a team in, in Ray that's been playing and competing, going having major postseason runs for many years now in Colorado. They're one of the best programs in the state of Colorado, especially in the smaller classes. So it's not an easy game. According to the Massey rankings, they have Goodland losing by almost pretty much four touchdowns. It really is going to come down if Goodland can hold on to the ball, and if they then by that I mean not turning it over, but also by shortening the game, getting first downs, being able to run the football, shortening the game. Can they keep it closer? And then can they hit a few of those big ones to Lincoln Cure, their other wide receivers, L.J. Purvis, whoever it may be? That's going to be key tonight. And they, but the, but the probably the biggest key is going to be stopping Ray's rushing attack with Sam Meisner and and uh, their quarterback and Casey Midcap, who's back for his third consecutive year of starting, and he's only just a junior. So they've got two very experienced guys in the backfield. Can they find a way to slow their rushing attack down, force them to pass where they're not as comfortable doing it this year because they lost a lot of pieces on the outside? That's going to be very, very big tonight for, for Goodland. So defensively, can they get off the field, and offensively, can they stay on it? Let's try to shorten this game, keep it close, and it late. We'll see. But right now, a four-touchdown favorite is Ray. Personally, I would say Goodland can cover that. Whether Goodland's going to win, I don't know. But I think Goodland can cover that four-touchdown spread, in my opinion, according to the Massey rankings. Um, so there you go. Once again, you can catch Goodland football right here at 1025 Rock. We'll have pregame uh, spon- uh, Goodland game day sponsored by the insurance agency getting going at 5 o'clock Mountain uh, and then we'll bring you right up to kickoff at 6 Mountain. Colby will host Ulysses. Uh, they've got pregame starting at 6 with kickoff at 7 Central Time. So, once again, 100 points for the ride for Colby. 1025 U Rock for Goodland, like it has been 
all the years that I can remember. <laughs> all right, let's get to a break. It's 728 in the Mountain Time Zone, 828 Central Time, and we come back. Connor Nichols is going to join the program. We will visit with him about uh, the high school football slate in week one. That's next here on The Morning Blitz.